Welcome to Mike and Jeff writing the right. We are going to just kind of freestyle it today. We've got a lot of things to talk about. We weren't able to talk last week due to uh, some uh, personal difficulties, but we're back. There's a lot of things on our back burner, but, and actually, ironically enough, the title of this episode, Honk If You Love Freedom, was meant to be the title of an episode last week, but remains relevant today <laughs> and why I left it. Um, so we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll just kind of get rolling. First and foremost, most important thing to talk about by far is the Freedom Convoy. Of course. Uh, of the, course. The, media, the mainstream media tried to keep this from making it into the news for uh, the better part of, a, of two weeks. And it's finally, boiled, 10 days. Yeah, it's finally boiled over to the point where they can't do that anymore um, as they're blocking the Ambassador Bridge, as well as other um, <laughs> entry points into the U.S. from Canada. Um, they're, they've shut down the city of Ottawa. They, it's, it's growing. Similar convoys are now starting in Israel, going to Jerusalem. Um, in other parts of the world, we're seeing uh, massive protests in Australia now, hundreds of thousands of awesome protests in Australia. We saw massive protests in New Zealand where some of the, uh, some of the, the strictest uh, uh, restrictions are. The strict well, they, I think that they're actually less strict now than, than Australia, which is a, a literal police state at this point. It's, I mean, it's an actual. They do, they do have concentration camps. I mean, it, it, at one point, New Zealand definitely strictest in the world, but they don't even have concentration camps for their own people. So I think Australia is tipped into the, into the lead here. Um, but so seeing protests break out all over the world and the freedom convoy finally can't be ignored. Um, and so even today, new news about it at about 4 30 PM Eastern time today, Justin Trudeau, um, the, the illegitimate son of Fidel Castro, another dictator has in, has enacted, the Canadian version of martial law, the closest they can get to it anyway. Um, yes, it's the um, the Emergencies, Emergencies Act. Act. Yeah, and, and that is the closest, that is that is essentially Canadian martial law. Yeah, um, can, I, can I read something really quick? Go for it. Yeah, so this is from the, the Epoch Times. So Trudeau is the first prime minister to invoke the Emergencies Act. In 1988, the Emergencies Act uh, replaced the War Measures Act, which Trudeau's father, former Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau, used in 1970 during the October crisis when Quebec separatists kidnapped and killed Quebec cabinet minister Pierre Laprole. So only only one thing I want to point out in that there's a, there's a major historical inaccuracy in that. And that is that uh, Justin Trudeau's father is actually Fidel Castro. Um, so for for those of you not father, for, for those of you not familiar that that the, that is a joke going around the internet, but there's actually some legitimacy to it. So uh, Trudeau's parents were um, were known to have associated with Fidel Castro in Cuba. Um, were supposedly swingers, and it, it is it has been hypothesized. Uh, that Justin Trudeau is the illegitimate son of Fidel Castro. I don't know if that's the case, but there is some, it it's, sounds as legitimate as anything he's doing to run the government today. Listen, you can't unprove it, so I'm taking it as fact. There you go. So um, actually, on that note, let me go ahead and and uh, share a video of Trudeau um, from just today, actually. Um, and and I, I want to let all of our... Regulating and prohibiting... The use of property to fund or support yeah, over, Jeff. addition, financial institutions will be offered or directed horrible looking. essential services to help address the situation, including by regulating and prohibiting the use of property to fund or support 
illegal blockades. So let's pause it here for a second. Yeah, so there, there are a lot of Trudeau videos we can show. That That's one, and, and I'll get to one from the deputy prime minister in a moment um, that talks a little bit more in detail about that. But Trudeau said something truly, first of all, purely evil in that statement. And so um, in, in as part of his major address about enacting the Emergencies Act, he's now talking about the giving power to the financial institutions, big banks, to... Oh, they shut down and seize assets. They don't, though. And here's the thing: uh, they've sorry. And they've already started doing it. I yeah, they've already started doing it. But let there me show you something. They actually were given new powers today First. that I want to point out um, for that reason. So let me show a new video um, because th this is actually what I wanted to talk about. Is this is the deputy prime minister of Canada talking about some additional powers they're giving to banks so they can further trample the rights of their citizens? We are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use. These changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets, such as cryptocurrencies. The illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. So I, I, I want to highlight that because you're, you're right. Like they're already doing some of this, but then they're expanding terrorist stopping. Uh, <laughs> they're expanding laws on the books to stop terrorism and the funding of terrorism they're expanding that now so they can, because they already shut down. Um, once GoFundMe got money for the Freedom Convoy, GoFundMe decided they weren't going to fund it. And initially was not going to refund people's money, by the way. I want to point this out. GoFundMe was going to commit fraud, was going to steal $10 million from donors and just give it to other charitable causes that GoFundMe decided was okay. Until they started getting letters from different state AGs threatening massive lawsuits. And then they refunded the money. So once Give, GoFundMe dropped off, well, Give, Send, Go, a, a Christian and free speech backed or free uh, backed crowdfunding organization has now raised, I want to say around $9 million as of the last time I checked um, on in their, in, in their um, funding for the Freedom Convoy. They've already started to try and stop them from giving that money to the Freedom Convoy. And now they're trying to enact terrorism law so that they can say that the, the, peaceful protests of the freedom convoy are terrorist actions and therefore that money can not only not only is it going to be stopped from giving to them it's going to be seized and they're they're saying that go give send go and any organization like that is essentially funding terrorism which means they can go after them legally as well um so it's it that's why i wanted to highlight it because you're right they were the banks were already doing some things to shut it down but now they're going a step further they're not only just seizing physical assets and freezing physical bank accounts there if you send bitcoin to the freedom convoy if you do any of those things you are going to be investigated as a funder of terrorism in addition to the people that you are funding who are being called terrorists yeah it's absolutely disgusting but and it's crazy is that um uh, up until i think last week uh, in Canada, the majority was still for all the lockdowns. And, and also keep in mind that 90% of the truckers are vaccinated. So it's, it's, it's interesting, or maybe not interesting, but it's just crazy that Canada is still like, yeah, I still agree with this. 
I was watching a, a podcast, uh, Flagrant Two, about the comedians. I think I told you to, to watch. Mm-hmm. And they were pretty much saying like, Canada hasn't lost trust in their media yet. That's why they still trust their government over fifty percent with these mandates. Whereas here, our most trusted source of news is Joe Rogan. See, and, and that that's a very good point. I think that though this is tipping the scales because a lot of people in Canada are now starting to come out and say that they're backing the Freedom Convoy has, you can just look at the actual videos of what's going on in Ottawa. Uh, let me see, I'll try and find the video from this weekend when the, the, uh, the police in Ottawa took gas cans and things like that from the truckers so they would freeze to death in the cold not being able to run their trucks. Um, they confiscated them illegally uh, and the next day, thousands of Canadians bringing food, supplies, gas, or diesel uh, to the truckers in mass. So it's the the Canadian media is reporting on this as if this is a a, a done deal. That these people are terrorists. That they're blocking. Uh, that they're they're violent. Um, there's been no violence in any of these protests, unlike the Black Lives Matter riots that burned cities to the ground. Uh, these have not had any violence. They uh, they yeah, are the, the only violence uh, they they were able to talk about was a uh, statue was vandalized, and by vandalized they like put like a a mega hat on them or something like that. And after that, they had took the hat down, and like there's and now there's a guard watching over it, so no one else puts any clothing on on the statue it's it's just it's beyond parody at this point this is all the people who call this show and call the right fascists this is what fascism look like looks like this is real fascism in the modern day this is doing exactly what the communist party did this is doing what the nazi party did this is accusing your enemies of doing what you do uh, which is a which is the playbook right out of Joseph Stalin and 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 uh, Vladimir Lenin. Lenin, excuse me. Uh, they accuse them of what you're going to do, and, and the Nazis did that as well. Um, they they are you know not a single media person in Canada has asked Justin Trudeau why he hasn't negotiated with these people, why he hasn't reduced the lifted the mandates that every country around the world is lifting. Um, which would have ended this instead they simply go along with the narrative that this is a violent terrorist action that is blockading their government and blockading their economy and blockading their citizens uh none of which is true none of which is accurate because here's the thing if this was true they would have been able to tow these trucks away but this is what happened in ottawa and around the country in canada over the last two weeks is the canadian royal royal canadian mounted police as well as the ottawa um the uh, the OPP, um, the Ottawa, Ottawa Provincial Police, and other or uh, other police law enforcement organizations in Canada have called around to try and get uh, tow trucks to move these trucks, and they have all refused to do so. So there is support at the grassroots level for this movement because those people are not willing to stop help the government stop this convoy. And there's nothing like uh, Gretchen Whitmer chimed in because, you know, obviously the ambassador bridge goes into Canada that this is, you know, and on, you know, this is horrible. It's shutting down millions of dollars a day. Here's the thing. These are people who shut down trillions of dollars over the last two years. The entire economy. By shutting down the global economy. And now they want me to pretend they want me to pretend I give a rip about a few million dollars a day crossing the Canadian border. I don't. 
I hope that every business that needs these needs these truckers either backs them or goes bankrupt because these truckers are doing something that actually has like this is something that everyone needs to be behind because this is the type of movement that actually makes people notice because shelves are going bare people aren't going to be able to feed themselves from their grocery stores people aren't going to be able to get gas at the pump and people are going to notice and you've got to pay attention you cannot ignore it i'm i'm actually amazed that in michigan at least my my grocery stores are still pretty stocked um so i was expecting it to be bare because like we have we get a lot of stuff from canada and not not only that is um there's a lot of truckers that come from one place in the country hit michigan then go into canada mm -hmm. so, so like i'm just amazed that we still have enough truckers apparently to be moving um food around but i don't i guess we'll, we'll see it in a few more weeks um we'll see if the the kroger uh uh plants or, or not plants factories warehouses there we go distribution centers distribution centers thank you <laughs> it's been a long day the distribution centers are run empty because it's, it's only a matter of time it, it it won't take long um there there's some you know some people online have said you know we're only about nine meals away from anarchy and what they mean by that is most grocery stores only have enough food for the that general area for about three meals um or, or three days worth of meals um and and so it's it's not going to take long before people start to realize this if it happens not to mention there are talks of a similar convoy in the u.s which i would fully support uh, as i mentioned in israel uh truckers have done this now going to jerusalem um it's it's spreading and it's this is this is what true peaceful protest looks like now uh, bear in mind the liberals are calling these people terrorists and fascists and every other thing this is the same they're terrorists people. they're terrorists for literally sitting in their trucks yeah. this is the same group of people mind you who said that you know a to quote aoc the point of protesting is to make people uncomfortable mm -hmm. so burning cities the, down uh harassing people most, at gun mostly mostly peaceful protests uh, just you know throwing things at, throwing cement at people um burning things down holding people burning police stations. De demanding that people bow to you uh, and, and ask your forgiveness. That's all okay. Sitting in your truck, refusing to deliver a product that by the way, like here's the thing is even if you shut down the convoy, all these truckers have to do in actuality is just refuse to work. Mm -hmm. Like the like, convoy, I'm not saying they should break up the convoy. In fact, I, I fully support them and hope they continue to do this. But the reality is they don't even need to do that. Just, okay. Yeah, you break up the convoy just break up the convoy just stop working and you don't even have to strike because you don't have to be like just all the people who are organizing the convoy just say we're not going to deliver because there are not enough people in canada that know how to do that and they're not going to and if you not don't have truckers, well agreed but it, it's just there's you're not gonna you're not gonna find people who to drive trucks and with all the regulations they're not even gonna be allowed to anyway so things aren't, aren't gonna get delivered listen if all the truckers and high load drivers decided to not work for a week, um, this the governments would collapse. Yeah, completely. You if you can't get stuff to the warehouse, then within the warehouse onto the trucks. Yeah, because driving a high low is completely different. I was high low certified. It drives completely different from a car. Same with uh, also had a commercial license. It's, <laughs> it's a driving a a several ton or obviously cars are several tons but a, a giant big red is completely different than driving a honda civic 
Well, not to mention, not to mention, even if you're allowed to drive a truck, that doesn't necessarily mean you're allowed to drive hazardous, hazardous materials on that truck, mm -hmm. uh, like gasoline, for example. Uh, it doesn't mean that you're allowed to drive a refrigerated truck. There, there, there are regulations on top of regulations on top of regulations for you to be able to do those things. And these governments that are doing everything they can to gain power, because make no mistake, this is about power. At this point, all Trudeau has to, if he really wanted it, he could end the, he could end the mandates, which by the way, many provinces in Canada have done over the last. Yeah. I think, I think it's been five so far. All, and, and they're all saying it's unrelated to the convoy, which we all know is crap, but let's pretend it was, even if Trudeau did that, he could try and take the win. Because it's going to happen in the U.S. very shortly. I believe that. It's already happening around the world. It's happening in Europe. It's Trudeau could do that and then take the try and take the win. But it's not about that at this point. It's about using this to usurp more power, which is why he's enacted something that is strictly meant for war powers. Mm -hmm. Justin Trudeau yeah. is, is Chancellor Palpatine. <laughs> he even went so far as to say these powers would be returned when the crisis was averted. I feel like I remember that line. Oh, right. It's from Revenge of the Sith. And people can laugh and say, oh, and after that, there was a, there was a peaceful, Jeff, after that, there was a peaceful transi transition and no more, no planets were destroyed a few years later. So, I mean, I saw a tweet and, and I've got, I'm going to steal it because it was funny. I think it was Dave Rubin, but Justin Trudeau is about two days from ex or two weeks from order executing order 66. <laughs> I mean, but, but really, I mean, Star Wars is, is, you know, you can say it's a joke, but that's, here's the thing is that's a very real thing of what's happening right now. He's oh. creating life, liberty, and happiness. Uh, Prager, you. Nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a glare on your cup, so it was hard to read. Yeah, I realized it, it wasn't my uh, the black ones that are a lot better, Daily Wire ones. But it's, you know, it is very likely that he is never going to try and give it. He won't give these powers up unless he's taken out of office. And mm -hmm. the, the real question is how long until his caucus in Canada removes him? Because people need to remember Justin Trudeau is, you know, like the, the way the prime minister is elected is not the same way a president's elected. Um, similar in, in England. That's, there's a reason that England removed all the restrictions. It was because Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson is supposedly a conservative. He was elected by the conservative caucus in the British Parliament, and they were about to remove him. Mm -hmm. There is no doubt that they were going to remove him because of the massively globalist attitude he was taking when he was elected on something very different. Uh, Trudeau, luckily, is a liberal, but it won't be long before they realize he's a he's an, a, a hindrance and an impediment to their reelection in their respective areas. Um, I mean, that's and what, remove that's him what happened as the United leader States. of the caucus. That's what's happening in the United States. Obviously, they're not going to be well. Biden won't be removed. I don't think he's running for a second term. But I don't think so either. People uh, are the, already hyping the Hillary versus Trump. Yep. And I'm seeing it from both sides of the aisle. Oh, I, I, could, I totally believe that's going to be the case. Um, I, I hope it's not Trump on our side. I hope it's DeSantis, but that we can, we'll save that yeah. discussion for later. But yeah, I mean, he could, it, it will not be, Trudeau will not give up these powers and give up this fight until he's forced to. He's dug in his heels so extensively that there is no going back. I mean, he just continues to take more authoritarian stances on every issue and dig in and demonize the people on that side. Now, what's more interesting is that no one has asked, especially today, who I'm sure that he's already got a lid as of like 12, 30 PM would have been my guess, uh, Joe Biden. 
um, because, you know, he probably was asleep by then um, or thought he, you know, was, you know, thought he was at the doctor's office and had to get a lollipop or something. Um, but someone needs to ask, ask him now that this has been declared in Canada, who do you stand with? Do you stand with the free citizens of Canada or do you stand with the government that's now essentially turned war powers against its own citizens? Because right now Trudeau says there's no intent to bring the military in, but it's not that far from him to do it. Now, two questions that are in my mind is like, number one, when will he do it? Number two, will the military respond? Because at mm -hmm. some point there will be, there, people have to have a reckoning between, and, and the Ottawa police have had this reckoning and failed. Uh, the people in Australia have had this reckoning and failed. And now the question is, will the Canadian military, when their time comes, or the United States, um, or anywhere else in the world, when that time for that reckoning comes, will you be on the side of good or evil? Um, but many have already failed this test of, will you strictly follow orders, or will you do what's right? Will you as a military, will you as a member of the military, follow an illegal order to turn your weapons on a, on a law-abiding free citizen, or will you refuse that order? And Anyone listening to this podcast, I'm sure already knows this, but I just want to make this clear. Anybody who says, well, the military has to follow orders, that's how the military, that is not true, first of all. It's just not, it's factually incorrect. The military has to follow a lawful order. Um, even in the, in the, uh, the uh, UCMJ. Yeah. Also give, a, give an example that um, people are, are like always freaking out about like the, the president is, is crazy and he has the, the nuclear codes. It's like, He's not actually pressing the button. It's people in the military, and they can choose not to listen to him. It's not like oh, I'm getting ready to bomb Russia. And like they're like, okay, <laughs> you know, it's that doesn't that seems like a stupid idea. We're not doing that. Now, I will say that that can be taken to to extremes, like when our own military, like when our uh, our chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Chiefs of Staff uh, informs China that he will tell them if attack is imminent when they're a, a true enemy of the nation. Um, but I know that wasn't your point. But, you know, like you don't have to follow an unlawful order. And more than that, and this is the most important thing, regardless what the military says, regardless what your job is, you have a greater duty to yourself, to your conscience, to God than to follow something that you know is wrong. Um, a, a quote that's been going around on the internet um, that is, is a Ben Franklin quote is, is something that's important to remember is uh, disobedience to tyranny is obedience to God. I like that. And, 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 and it's important to remember that I, these people who are saying in, in Australia, I've actually seen literal videos of people saying the actual words, I'm just following my orders, as if they don't know anything about what happened in Nazi Germany in the 30s. And if you think that that is an acceptable, and nobody thought that was an acceptable explanation for what the Nazis did, but somehow they're justifying it today. If you think that is justifiable, then you need to look at yourself because no, your job no matter what it is, no matter what your livelihood is dependent on, whether it's the military, whether it's the police force, whatever you do, you have a greater duty to do what's right, to do what is just. And it, it, it's insane to me how many people are failing what I would have thought was a very easy test to pass, knowing how the world views the Nazi party and with, with good reason, how many people willingly follow the exact same path, not even a hundred years removed. <laughs> Yeah, like literally word for word. 
Yeah. Um, you want to hop into Hillary? Yeah, let's go for it. Kick us off. Kicking it off. So there was a, a report that came out uh, two days ago, three days ago, that confirmed that the Clinton administration um, paid a company to hack into the, the Trump um, email, Trump servers in Trump Tower, and then into the White House servers. So we have someone who literally spied on a sitting president, and they're pushing for her to run again in uh, two years. Let's get deeper than that, too, because there's a lot of pieces to this, right? Number one, spied on a sitting president is literally tyranny. Or excuse me, treason. I, I, treason thank you. Tyranny is on the mind. We're both tired <laughs> today, Justin. It's it is literally treason, um, and she should be tried as a traitor. Um, by the way, penalty for treason is typically death. Um, typically, or is it always? Uh, I do not believe it has to be death, but I would okay. have to double check that. But okay. for some reason, I thought like that, that punishment was death. I believe it. You may be correct. I'd have to double check. I, there's very few people that have actually truly been tried for treason in American history, uh, but it's it's genuinely treason. Uh, number two, let's talk about the the fact that numerous people in the intelligence community have come out and said that it's very obvious that because this also happened not only when he was president but after or excuse me but before he was president during the campaign um, oh by the way it's suffer death or shall be in prison not less than five years okay thank you that's 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 kind of that's a big gap there yeah dead five-year prison um you yeah fine, ten thousand dollars this was a little treason <laughs> a teeny bit teeny bit so, okay, so we've got we've got not only as a sitting president, though we've got also as an as a candidate, mm -hmm. and as a candidate, obviously Barack Obama was in office, and we we've also got numerous sworn testi testimony from numerous people, numerous intelligence officials that have said that Obama knew about this and protected Hillary, that the DNC the claims that the DNC was hacked by Russia were fabricated. Um, to, to make Trump look bad, um, that, that that was all Hillary Clinton covering things up, like that everything they accused Donald Trump of, they were doing during the campaign and after. And so Obama was involved, Hillary Clinton clearly involved, um, everyone in that line. But let's also look at the right side of this thing, the, the, on our side of the aisle. I have very little doubt that John McCain, a man that I cannot stand, uh, was was well aware of this when he started pushing, when he uh, was very vocally anti-Trump and pushing the Russia narrative. I believe John, uh, I believe uh, Mitch McConnell was aware of this. I believe that um, Speaker Ryan was aware of this. Like there, th this is so, so many people knew that like, had to have known based on what's come out in this Durham case, uh, uh, testimony that so many people had to have known about this that this is this spreads both sides of the aisle and is very obviously treason it's worse than watergate uh during the campaign campaign a lot of people should be going to prison a lot of people should be removed from office and nothing is happening nothing nope. like it was a media blackout like the only place i've seen it is uh fox and now the the heel has posted it uh, i think earlier today but like when I was talking, I was talking to people about the, going back to the last topic, the truck convoy. No one knew about it until it hit the Ambassador Bridge. Mm -hmm. Like we're on, I think it's on like day seventeen right now. And yeah, I found out about 
three days ago. It's it's absolutely crazy to me how how in in your bubble people are, or how in the in the bubble people are, and like you know when I was I guess transitioning to uh, conservative, I still try to listen to CNN, like listen to CNN and Fox. Like all right, let me get both sides of the aisle, and I just well I couldn't listen to both of them eventually, but CNN was just so garbage. CNN, MSNBC were just so garbage. I was like, all you're just telling is lies. Oh, yeah, like I mean, Fox, Fox is a conservative site, and they have the conservative spin on it. To an extent, just, I don't yeah. know that I go that far, but I understand what you mean by comparison. By comparison, but like CNN, MSNBC are just lying, and I eventually ended up uh, going to Daily Wire because, like, Ben Shapiro was critical of Trump at the time. It's like, all right, I can trust a conservative who's railing on the the Republican uh, president. Like, all right, I can trust you more. Uh, Joe uh, Joe Rogan is funny enough. Dave Rubin is like, I shouldn't have to turn to YouTube to get trustworthy news. But yeah, I mean, I you here know Joe Rogan is with eleven million streams per week. Eleven. Joe Rogan's a single episode, episode. A sorry. single episode of Joe Rogan pulls in more listens or views than every single CNN primetime show combined. Mm-hmm. And that's why they hate him because his audience is dwarfs theirs. And that's the, the reality is that's why they hate him. Um, but you know, you know, full well, Mike, I, I gave up on mainstream media a long time ago. I don't watch Fox. I don't watch CNN. I will watch clips here and there and I will watch. I, I will keep yeah, track like a of four minute clip. I'll do that. I'm a, I have, I can't remember the last time I watched the flip. So yeah, I, I will, I will read articles to keep my, but I, the thing is, and this is going to sound more arrogant than it's intended to, but I truly believe I've gotten to a point in my understanding of politics that I don't need to read everything the left is writing or to watch everything the left is saying to know what their talking point on an issue is going to be. It's just they're they're so easy to predict. They're so incredibly unintelligent, incredibly uncreative, and singularly minded that I can tell you what they're going to say on a given issue. And I will go and verify myself from time to time, but I never am wrong. And no, I don't no, you, you probably uh, underpredict how crazy they are. If, if anything, if I am off, it is, the, it is definitely that I have scaled them back and given them more rationality than, than they actually have. Um, but, you know, and again, that sounds arrogant to say that, that, oh, I just, I believe I'm so smart. I don't need to read the news, but it's, I know what the mainstream media, the mainstream media pushes a narrative. I don't follow Fox either for the same reason, because Fox, everybody puts Fox, everybody on the left puts Fox in this bucket that Fox is this far right wing. Fox is barely right of center. It's like, it's just CNN and MSNBC are so far left. Yeah, it's like, it's exactly. just the gap that they're looking at, but not the and, actual where they are. The and, and that's, well, and it's because there was a brief period in the early 2000s that Fox was more bad. Fox came to the table trying to be fair and balanced. And the thing is people, people all on the left have always looked at it as like, no, they were always right wing. No, they came to the table originally as fair and balanced. They had shows like Hannity and Combs where Sean Hannity, big time right wing voice, Alan Combs, big time left wing voice on a show talking to each other. Um, And so they were fair and balanced to an extent. And now they've just, they've skewed more left over every year with the exception of some people like Tucker, Tucker Carlson 
they're pretty, I mean, their biggest anchor, aside from Tucker Carlson, was Chris Wallace. Where did he go? He just bounced ship to go to CNN. Yeah. So you're telling me that this far right wing lunatic brigade is so it, it, that that CNN hates they're poaching their people? No, that doesn't make sense. Oh, Shepard Smith also left Fox News to go to what MSNBC? Oh, I want to say, um, you know, like uh, Megyn Kelly left Fox. And they're like all these people you're saying are crazy far right that the left vilifies every day, and then they go and work for left string or left left wing news. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the the last time I probably watched, actually sat down to watch Fox or CNN, I'm guessing it was like four years ago, five years ago. That would yeah, be my I guess. I think I think after the the midterms, I was like, I'm done with you guys. Yeah, and I'll tune into them once in a while. And honestly, the time I watch Fox News the most is when I'm at my grandparents' house because my grandfather watches <laughs> CNN and Fox News nonstop. And it hates both of them, and I don't understand why he watches either one. Um, but it's you confirm his hate, Jeff. I I, I don't get it. It, it. it drives me. It drives me wild. See, because the thing is, there are two reasons I don't watch the news. Number one, I just laid out is I can predict what they're going to say because they're all following pretty much the same playbook. Fox is going to put their spin on it. MSNBC is going to go way extreme with it. CNN is going to put their spin on it. CNN isn't even as extreme as MSNBC. I think MSNBC genuinely is full of nothing but flat out lunatics. Um, but any like I can I know what they're going to do. The other reason I don't watch mainstream media is because I don't hate myself. And, and, and but but really, I mean, there's never positive news. The, no. There's a reason that the news used to be thirty minutes for, to an hour a day, and that was like the news is not enjoyable to watch most of the time. Yeah, news started going down when they made it twenty four hours because you got to like, fill with everything, and, and it's all game. negative. And it's and, and nowadays it's all political. It didn't even used to be that way when I was growing up. It wasn't always politics all the time. Now it's always politics all the time. It's always vitriol. I don't hate myself enough to watch it. I would rather spend my time doing things I enjoy. Watching, if well, I'm going to watch TV, watching in watching you know sitcoms that are funny to me, or movies that I like, or uh, TV, you know, uh, you know, dramas, whatever, um, or. If, and if I want to read my news, if I want to consume the news, I will read my news because I don't have to listen to somebody yapping in my ear. So honestly, I just don't hate myself enough to listen. I can't believe that people are tuning in every day because everyone I know who talk, who watches mainstream media, watches mainstream news, is constantly upset about it. They're mad about what's being said on the TV. They're mad about what the thing – like, why are you putting yourself through Just stop listening. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it. So I guess what what what's the biggest um, company that you trust for your news? That I trust? Trust as in like I can. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Uh, like... Probably Daily Wire, um, but even them. I mean, I, I read everything anybody writes with a grain of salt, and I, I I tend to unless something is just straight up this like facts and numbers, I tend to get more than one source Whoa. on a topic. Well, of course, um, but probably the Daily Wire. Um, I don't. I don't read Fox News articles. I, first of all, I think they're poorly written. Um, second of all, I don't don't typically read them. CNN articles I will read for amusement. Um, MSNBC yeah, so, I won't even read. Yeah, I think the problem with CNN, Fox, MSNBC, it's just it's like so like formulaic. 
mm-hmm. it's annoying versus like daily wire i feel like every writer has like a certain way of writing correct yeah i not, agree with that not yeah so i, I do daily wire and then um, i'll read breitbart from time to time but i don't yeah i don't read them often i i forget they're around i don't know why I actually will still read the Wall Street Journal from time to time because the Wall Street Journal is less. I mean, they're every media outlet, um, with the exception of like things like the Daily Wire that brand themselves as conservative. Um, every other media outlet tends to lean left, but I I can take it to an extent because like I I don't need someone to tell me how to think. I am capable of thinking on my own, and the Wall Street Journal in their articles doesn't editorialize as much unless it's an actual editorial. Um, so I'll read the Wall Street Journal as well, and the New yeah. York Post. Yeah, so I, I uh, I'm actually subscribed to the Wall Street Journal and Daily Wire, and uh, Epoch Times. I read Those the Epoch Times. I, yeah, actually, Epoch Times is the one I like the most. They're probably the most. Yeah, I mean, I, I do like them the most, but they don't they don't strike me as as big. I guess I don't think. Oh about no, them they're, often. they're not as. Uh, so I mean, I get emails from all of them at the same time mm-hmm. but i feel like the epoch times is quicker with it and they, they send out more emails like you're getting more updates throughout the day yeah but yeah i don't think they're as big but it's, it's hard to tell when you're just getting daily emails or whatever. that's true that's true but yeah i mean uh, of all of them that would be the ones and, and like yeah. i said i mean yeah i almost wonder if epoch times has more employees which is not as well known because they're cranking out articles they're they're keeping up with the daily wire if, if not superseding them they, they may they may that's a good point the the daily wire a lot of what they do is not news articles they have a lot of editorializing because they have a lot of podcasters and personalities they've got the ben Very shapiro's true. the matt walsh's the, the michael clavens the andrew clavens um uh, so I think they're they're more of an entertainment business than they are a, a newspaper and hey daily wire if you want some true conservatives um to broadcast for you guys that you know we'd be happy to have a show no problem i will guarantee daily wire i'll put this out there i will guarantee you give us one year where you where you market us and you let us out we will be your biggest show by the end of the year yes i will make i i will make it happen i guarantee it or nothing so i'm not going to give you any money or anything like that no i guarantee i'll give you, I'll, I'll give you my us. word i guarantee it yes. you can us i'll take that i'll take that you can fire me Give me a one-year shot, and and I will succeed, or you can fire me. I won't. Yes. I won't fail. Give me one year. I just, I just want a million or two subscribers, and then feel free to fire me. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I, I genuinely look. I, I it's it's funny because we're joking, right? But I, I genuinely believe you give me you give us the platform, we can get big. Mm-hmm. Because the thing that the thing that I think even more than some of their other person. We know where we stand on issues and we don't waffle on those issues. Um, and some of them are great at that. Um, but I, I would, Hey, give me the Matt Walsh treatment. Let me go on, on Dr. Phil and tell a bunch of trans people. I don't believe <laughs> why I don't mean, believe in trans. I don't mind. Look, I'm, a, I'm a small guy. I don't care if you put me in the room with a six foot five trans man, uh, who is really, who's saying he's a woman. Um, I don't, I don't care. Do that. <laughs> and I just want to react to TikTok videos. Like Matt Walsh is doing. Just give me that. <laughs> give me that segment. But uh, all kidding aside, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know why people still follow mainstream media. The other thing that I, do I mean, it's not, my news, I feel like it's it's definitely our parents' generation and above, and it's just going to die out. 
That is true. Actually, when that is true, but I've actually I and the, you're seeing this with some people. I've broken my parents off of that and shown them a bunch of the things that I follow, and they're like, "My dad is a big reader of the Epoch Times." Mm, nice. <laughs> um, so, like, my parents have broken off of mainstream media. My, I don't think my dad's watched a news broadcast in five years. My mom oh. more than my dad, but has also broken away from it because it's just it's it's all vitriol and it's all it's all spin. It's so, meant to make you angry. It's meant to make you angry and it's meant to make you believe one specific thing. Yeah, it's all I, like, I just want the facts. That's it. And I'm making my own mind. So, you know, it, 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 you're seeing it even in that generation. Gen X is starting to break away from it. And because this is what I was going to say. The other way I get a lot of my news is by following specific people on Twitter. And that people are going to say, well, that's very, very slanted. It is. I, I get a slant I know it's slanted news that way. But the difference is what they're doing is they're presenting me with things that have occurred and they're showing like they'll they are public, they're putting things out there so that I become aware of them. Like that's why I knew about Freedom Convoy very early on, because mm-hmm. I was following people who pay attention to these things. Or that's why I know about, you know, uh, Joe Biden giving crack pipes, crack pipes to all black people because uh, illegal immigrants are worth half a million dollars and black people are worth a crack pipe. That's you know, I know about these things. Because I'm following people and, and these news stories aren't going to be public for for probably three, four days after I've already heard about them. Yeah. So going on with the free crack pipes for black people during Black History Month. When I told my wife, and to be fair, um, I do this a lot. She thought it was a Babylon Bee article. Like she did not, she did not believe me at all. And I, I probably sent her two or three um, articles that she actually read a few articles like all right this can't be true and then she actually like listened to the actual statement from the uh, i can't remember the person's name it was like yeah this there's gonna be some, some safe smoking kits yes there you go safe smoking kits so it's like yeah it's like some chapstick and uh some some uh napkins and you know, a crack pipe or two <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting to me uh because on the left, people are like, well, this is a good thing. So they can stay healthy and it reduces the load on that healthcare system. And they've already been doing this elsewhere and it's been working great. And it's like me, like in, in California, where the, the streets <laughs> are, are paved with needles, <laughs> that place, where they have like a mass exodus. Is that, is that, the, is that the one you're talking about? That's a, that's a great standard. Like, uh, what's, what's the state that uh, legalized all drugs? Was that was that Oregon? Probably Oregon. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Oregon's by I'll, far the most left, most psychotic left wing haven. So it's if if it's anywhere, it's Oregon. Yeah. But it's funny. It's like people are like, well, you know, they're not getting arrested now. It's like doesn't mean they're not committing crimes while they're high and everything. Well, it's <laughs> it's the same. It's the same as the way California is treating theft. Like if you steal something less than a thousand dollars, you're not arrested. So it doesn't make it not theft. It's just. You're like, not right, getting, now you're not punishing them. It, it doesn't yeah. make it doesn't mean that someone else's stuff didn't get taken. It's like, all right, you know what? Let me bust up my calculator, make sure I'm, I'm under. And that, does that does that include tax? No, oh, fantastic. I'll go ahead and throw in another Xbox in here, and I'm on my way. Well, I, and, then, honestly, and then people get mad when like steal whatever you want because you just keep going back. Very true. Like, well, I'll, I'll get that. I'll get that next week. Well, or if you want like a five thousand dollar flat screen, what if you have five people with you and you split it like? Does it get divided equally amongst right, you? Right. If I'm like, if, if we're carrying out a $20,000 flat screen or whatever. And there's 20 guys. Oh, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I, I feel like that. That's fair. Well, we each own we each own a share that is nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Exactly. Like we live together, so this is this is our flat screen. Yeah, I mean, like you can't prosecute me without prosecuting him, and and he's black. You don't want to prosecute him. Yeah. So we also, we also brought a gay guy. Just just in case. Just in case. <laughs> and this person's trans. So like, ooh, the, the media backlash. You don't want that. Just saying. I mean. Do, how do you think it's going to look if you press charges against a gay Jewish trans man who's Disgusting. wearing a swastika helmet because he identifies also, as a Nazi? A wolf Nazi. A werewolf Nazi. This was, which That's going to be a headline in two months. I wouldn't be surprised at this point. Oh, oh there's, still, there's already a trans woman who also identifies as a woman. Or as a wolf, sorry. So a man thinks he's a female wolf. You know what's funny is this was this was a joke on television shows ten years ago, like in South Park when uh, when Stan wants or not Stan, sorry, Kyle wants to be better at basketball, so he becomes a black kid, and his dad becomes a, a dolphin, and then wait, 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 in Always wait, wait, Sunny let's, let's, when Dennis's ex-wife wait, wait, identifies wait, wait, wait. as a cat. Wait, wait, wait. I just want to point out that when he identified as black, he got knee surgery <laughs> and he tried to dunk and his knees blew out because his, his body couldn't handle that type of athleticism. He, well, his knees were also made out of testicles. <laughs> oh, man. Did they come from? Uh, I believe they were Garrison's balls. Yes. Uh, I, I'd have to go watch the episode to double check that, but I believe they're, they're Garrison's balls. And his dad went, uh, was a Jewish dolphin. Um and a lawyer, so he was a Jufin or a Lawfin, <laughs> but I believe Cartman called him a Jufin. Um, anyway, but also like in Always Sunny, where Dennis's ex-wife identifies the cat. These were all things that people made jokes about. Now, just have to accept it. That's how reality works. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the crack pipe thing just for one more second on this. Yeah, okay, because... all right, all right, all right. So... I understand the sentiment that people who are doing drugs need help, need to be like in recovery, that their addiction is what's pushing their criminal behavior. I fully understand that. But what you shouldn't be doing is decriminalizing drugs. What you should be doing is saying, all right, if you're on drugs, the punishment is going to rehab. So instead of going to prison, we force you to go to rehab because in Oregon, that's that's my point. I was going to go to is like they de- they de- decriminalized drugs, and then they said, um, "We just the police just walk up to them and say, hey, do you want to go to rehab?'" No, okay, like you made it optional. So what's happening is like they're just now doing drugs out and open. So well, yeah. All right, no what more, is, no more prison. What's the reason for what's the reason for a drug addict to go to rehab if there are no consequences to doing drugs? Because the reality is, look, I'm not a drug addict. I've never done drugs. <laughs> But I understand the concept. I'm high on life. <laughs> but here's the I understand why people do drugs is because it's an escape from reality and supposedly feels good. So if it right, feels, also, if it also feels good like to them and there's, no, and there's no negative consequence, then why would I go to rehab? Yeah. If it feels good, you had there's no negative consequence. Why would I stop doing it? Right. Wait a minute. So it's free now? I can do so, this and not get in trouble. And I get to feel great all day. So now let's back it up. 
I don't get in trouble for smoking crack. I also don't get in trouble for stealing things to support my crack addiction. And if the police, uh, if I if the police come at me, it's the hey, can you please stop doing that? No, okay, have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow when I'm called out here again. It's like okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing crack, and I get free crack pipes. So I'm gonna take the my old one, just smash it on the ground, get glass everywhere, and get a new one. You know, like with the dirty needles in California, where there's a mass exodus. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you said it perfect. <laughs> the only other thing I was going to add is it's one funny thing that um, didn't get a lot of, didn't get very much publicity when it happened. Is uh, let me see if I can find it. Either way, uh, I can't. I can't find it right now. I will. I will look. I messaged it to us, but. Um, because of all of the the bad publicity the free crack pipe thing got uh the department of health and human services did actually have to draw uh, change the policy and stop giving out crack pipes i found the uh the press release uh-huh. nice. and i am retweeting it from our twitter mm-hmm. so whether or not they actually stop will be another thing but they got so much bad <laughs> publicity about this they actually had to stop so yes people make fun of the government when it does dumb things because here's works. the here's the other big piece of it aside from the the blatant racism of giving black people free free crack pipes as their, as, equity. their racial <laughs> equity. As, as their racial equity gift for black pride month or <laughs> black history month um aside from that the other big problem and the stupidity of it that mike laid out the other big problem is that that we should not we didn't talk about mike that we should make maybe make sure people realize is we're paying for that yes. that is our talk tax dollars funding people smoking crack i mean at this point is our our grandkids our, our money has, has been spent up in like the first three months well, that's true. Rest- our, money, our money was gone before we were born so yeah you're right it's our it's not like our grandkids but either way it is tax dollars funding the government paying for people's crack pipes yeah um because the government does not create anything no so that's the other thing we're like, just doing a study what's what happens She's saying making it easy for people to smoke crack makes them want to do crack more. Okay, thank you for that. Now we've finished our 20-year study. We're going to try another one with a slightly different (laughs) outcome. What if you make the crack pipe smaller so they can smoke less? But don't worry, guys. We don't have the money to stop people from flooding across our borders willy-nilly. But we got plenty of money for crack pipes. So go out and have a margarita, smoke some crack. Jen Psaki is going to tell you it's all okay. We're good. <sighs> Can we talk about Biden's uh, approval rating last week? Or has it gotten, gotten even worse since the last time we talked about it? It has gotten worse, actually. His uh, his composite score, meaning the average the average of every major poll, has him under forty percent. Worse than Trump. <laughs> worse than Trump. <laughs> um, and, and he has some that are in the low low thirties. Yeah. So let's be clear. Um, this is it's because of the independence. Like, ninety percent of Republicans are going to say that he's doing a fantastic job. Ninety percent of of Republicans are going to say he's doing a horrible job. It's the independents, which is the people who decide the elections, essentially, are saying he's doing a horrible job now. So this is going to be, again, I still think I I think this is going to be a, a red wave. I think the only thing that he can do to fix this is to pay off everyone's student loan debt, uh, and reopen the uh. Um, get rid of all the restrictions like immediately 
like the the student loans is supposed to go it's it's may 1st now so if he pushes it again to july and it's like oh no no now i'm gonna give it to you people are going like you're just doing it because of the elections screw you anyway like thanks for screw you to be fair don't give the american electorate that much credit um <laughs> yeah, they, they have short memories but everything else i agree with uh, although i will say one thing i don't think it's just the independence anymore that that's the assertion that i think you could have made when he was in the 49 percent and 45 percent rate i think at this point you're starting to see registered democrats tipping on uh, on uh, Biden and actually the polls are showing it as well is that registered Democrats are more disapproving of him than they have been not to the rate that independents and Republicans are but he's losing part of his base mm-hmm. where it would have been you know 90% Democrats are still going to back Biden that is decayed um, and because of his perceived failure on everything he's done um, and, and you're right they I think I think the reason you're seeing all the states start to re- lift their mandates is because they see the election coming and realize they are polling terribly. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the uh, um, Rutgers, um, and it's been creeping up for Democrats. So I can't I can't click on it, but essentially, whenever this poll started, so January, it was pretty much 100 percent, 95 percent with the error, and it's dropped down to 80 percent. Uh, of, oh, yeah. of approval, right? Yeah. Yes, of approval for yeah, a Democrat. So, so he's he's losing Democrats too now. That's the that's the thing I just wanted to point out is it's it started um, as losing independence. Now he's losing his own base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the urban is uh, he's at fifty percent. He started, I would say, seventy percent. Like this, these this thing kind of sucks. There's no uh, no numbers on it. But I see, yeah, I probably say it was around seventy percent. They're down to fifty percent. So uh, he's probably going to cross that, cross over that, cross over with that soon as well. And he's lost the suburban and rural vote. So yeah, he's not looking good. So let's do Mike. If you're good with it, I've got one last topic I want to bring up. And yeah. for all of you listening, the the one percent of you that cares about the nerd topic, because I'm assuming that's not very many of our listeners, uh, there will not be a nerd it might, topic. It on might this be episode. just us. It might be just us. Yeah. <laughs> it, it may well be just us. There will not be a nerd topic this week, so the majority of you can uh, applaud that um, due to time constraints. Uh, however, we may do a nerd focused mini episode because there are a lot of trailers that dropped during the Super Bowl that I would like mm-hmm. to get into. Um, yeah. So we might and, do that later. Yeah, and then did you happen to watch the Daily Wire movie, Shut In? I have not. It's not the type of movie I typically like. I might watch it just because I want to see if their second movie is any good. Um, but I'm not a big thriller fan, so. Okay. That's fine. Um, so I haven't decided. But no, I haven't watched it. Have you? Yeah. Is it good? It's good. Um, I thought it was better than the, the first one. I think this one was actually done by Daily Wire. The first one was bought from, a, I think, a festival. I think mm-hmm. this is actually their actual first movie that they. Okay, I am interested in Gina Carano's movie that they dropped the trailer for. Yeah, that looks um, this movie, really like good. I said, I'm not a. And, and, and uh, we'll talk about this more off the air because I don't want to bog people down. But yeah, I'll give it a try. But it's not just it's not the type of movie I typically watch. I'm not a big fan of those types of movies. Um, I used to watch them a lot, but I just kind of lost interest in them. Okay. Anyway, cool. the last topic I wanted to bring up is January sixth. And the reason I want to bring it up is because of a CNN headline 
from yesterday mm-hmm. that actually they've actually changed um, since then because it got so much bad publicity. There was a CNN headline on February 13th. I've also tweeted this or retweeted this from our, our Twitter as well. Um, but the headline was Joe Rogan's use of the N word is another January 6th moment. And the reason I want to bring this up is because I want to point out how absurdly ridiculous this is and how much oh my goodness. how much mileage the Democrats and the left are trying to get out of their supposed insurrection. If you can break everything, and that's this is, by the way, this is proof that that was not an insurrection. Uh, an insurrection is spying on a sitting president. Oh, wait, that happened. But but not by Trump. Oh, that that's right. It was by Hillary Clinton and Obama. Um, anyway. It's only bad when right does it, Jeff. That is correct. But if it's, you know, the truth, the the pure fact that it's not an insurrection can be taken from the fact that everything is now becoming, excuse me, a January 6th moment. If something as little as Joe Rogan using the N-word, which, by the way, by the way, he used in the context of quoting other people. Uh, for the record, which Joe Biden did in the Senate. That video is very publicly available. He did it multiple times, um, but and, and it was no big deal. And everybody immediately when that got tweeted out, people said people said context. But Joe Rogan doesn't get context. But more importantly, even if you just said it just as the word and not quoting anyone, still just a word, not an insurrection. So the fact that you can compare the two, you can conflate them as the same, proves that January 6th was nothing. Because yeah. if it wasn't, you couldn't compare them. <laughs> yeah, I think what this, what this is going to do is just get Joe Rogan more viewers. That's all it's going to do. Because none of it, no one, no one in his fan base actually cares. Because people in his fan base listen to his two, three, four-hour podcast at a time, and they actually know who he is, and they and they probably have seen those uh, episodes when he's done it. I think I've seen one or two of them. It's like it was taken out of context. So what we're talking about is just like a maybe like a two or three minute video. And it's just him saying the N word over and over, over the course of like the what, 12 years he's been doing he's been this. He's been doing this a long time. Yeah, so 20 years, whatever, wherever it is. I, 12 years is probably accurate. I don't think it's 20. I don't, but he's been doing his podcast for a while. Yeah. Like, and it goes back to like his, his first format when he had like four guys on, three guys on. So like, it's, it's been a while of him, of him doing this. And it's, it's just stupid because a lot of artists are like, I'm mad about this. Like, you're only mad so people can see your name so you can get more streams. That's it. You don't care. Oh, yeah. You know Neil Young's back on Spotify, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, and actually, you point out the the artists saying that, you know, like, I would like to point out that every single person, with the exception of maybe Mary J. Blige, and I only exclude her because I don't know for certain, but I know for a fact that every other person that was on the halftime show at the Super Bowl yesterday has said that word. Um. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. I wasn't saying Eminem, but he said in, in the, uh, his first mixtape. So all, and, and Eminem's even white, so... You know, you can't say, well, you know, it's different. No, Eminem's white. Uh, that's the thing. It's context. Like, you can you can try and give whatever context. You, the reality is it's just a word, and I, I stand by that. Yeah, and I know so I, I will say I that. that. Yeah, I will say when rappers are using it's it's technically two different words. So that's, so black people view uh, nigga and nigger as two completely different words. It's not, it's not just a way of saying one word. It's two different words. That's that's how most black people view it. So it's it's not really the same. 
but still it is context. It's I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I will tell you from the outside. Hey, look, you're black. I'm not. I get that. Hey, I think hey, that's yeah, a, I think that's a, whatever you want to be. That's true. I can. Uh, but no, but I, I really think it's a way of conf like people can say, oh, it's two different. No, what it is is people trying to conflate and make it OK for one group to say the word then and not OK for another. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's stupid. So for, for me, I don't I don't care. I don't. It, it whatever. It's just a word to me. I also don't understand why this racial slur is considered worse than every other racial slur in the world. Um, and I really look, I realize there's history attached to it, but there's history attached to every racial slur. What's funny is uh, when that, when that came out on flagrant two, they just, they like went through the list of like as many offensive <laughs> words as possible. Well, that's the thing. Like, look, it's just words, but at the end of the day, again, you can, I'm not saying people should use the word or not. But the bigger thing is everybody wants to say there's no context to Joe Rogan saying it. Joe Rogan was in in the in ninety percent of those cases at least was quoting someone else. Mm -hmm. Quoting someone else. And, and people just want to get upset because they want to get upset, and and because it didn't work when they were going after him for misinformation, so they had to take a new tactic. But all of that oh, stuff. They they attacked him again. Uh, so he did a, another one with uh, Akash, uh, one of the guys on Flagrant, a comedian, and they I can't remember what they were. How he got to this topic exactly? They're pretty much were saying that when a um, male teacher dates a female student, that's worse than when a female student or when a female teacher dates a male student. And it's like we don't they don't know why, but it's just it is it's just worse. It seems worse when it's a, a male teacher not and not a female teacher. Yeah, you because he's a creep, that. and he's a creep, and if it's a dude dating a female teacher he's just a lucky to a lucky kid yeah I, I think that's what joe rogan said like it's just it's kudos to him it's like yeah, you know it's, it's still technically it's it's it's, it's, it's because there's a it's because people can pretend there's not a double standard but there's a double standard in reality <laughs> it is a double standard and it's i, I can't remember who, who i was talking to but it's because like when it's a, a male teacher it's the the adult doing the penetrating so it just it just seems worse versus when the kid is doing it uh, i'm a, a boy uh, that that's a reason i would never have brought up but i guess yeah. it makes sense it, it, yeah it, it's just like <laughs> i think to me it's just more that like teenage guys are gonna like applaud it and like if you're going after a teenage girl you're just a creep yeah well that, that, what i meant by the uh, the penetration is like Who's on top? Who's the? No, um, I, I, I get what you're saying. I, yeah. I completely get what you're saying. It's just like I hadn't thought about it in that way, I guess. But yeah. So like, anyway. the reason why we don't think it's bad versus like they're saying like in general society just doesn't care as much when it happens. So I'm, I'm thinking of like men, women, mm -hmm. um, super religious Christians and evil atheists. Like they all has a, it seems to be a general consensus that the male teacher is far worse. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. To bring it all back just for a second. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what started this topic. But so what started was CNN and the January 6th thing. So the reason I want to bring this back is because regardless of anything about Joe Rogan's use of the N-word or not, the, this I want to read you this sentence from the article because this sums up the stupidity of the statement. What Rogan and those that defend him have done since video clips of him using the N-word surfaced on social media is arguably just as dangerous as what a mob did when they stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th last year. Stormed the Capitol and walked between 
the, the red ropes like they yeah. were on the tour. Agreed. So, so first of all, nobody stormed anything. It wasn't an insurrection. I talked about that on January like 7th of, of last year. Um, and, and I agree with what you said, but let's pretend that it really was as bad as they say it was. If you believe that a man defending a guy saying there's context to his use of a word is as dangerous as what you consider the most violent threat to the to the republic since the civil war then you've lost the argument because uh, I mean, the other it's pretty argument, close, chef. i don't know what you're talking matters. about it's pretty nothing close anymore. oh yeah they, they clearly uh definition and words don't matter to the left we've oh if it, if it did we wouldn't be arguing what a man and a woman are like this that's, that's pretty true. obvious yeah, it's, it's so I just I I just wanted to highlight that because it's like I, I've been vocal about the January 6th thing for a while, but it, you've now gotten to the point where this thing that you've told me for the last year was the worst attack on our republic since the Civil War. It's just as bad if somebody defends Joe Rogan, like that's just as dangerous to the republic. Fairly. So what, what, what is what is the next big danger to the republic? A, a dude wearing a trucker hat while he goes to eat at Denny's? Because that somehow is the new thing. Like you've you've gotten so far away from your own narrative that nothing matters, and you've lost the argument. Mm -hmm. And if anybody believes this, if anybody listening to this believes this, please write us at mikeandjeff at gmail.com. I would love to know how you make that make sense. Listen, that you can be on the show. We've oh, we've asked true. we've asked liberals to come on the show, and they say yes, and then they uh, stop responding. Never when we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be on here. All right, want to do it next week? crickets i would gladly have them on and with that i know we've got a time constraint thanks everybody for listening hopefully this truckers will stay strong honk if you love freedom as you go everywhere and make sure that justin trudeau hears it all the way up in ottawa thanks everybody thanks <laughs>